Chapter One of Book Nine of Metaphysics by Aristotle, translated by John McMahon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Edwards. Chapter One that unity is denominated in many ways has been previously declared in our divisions on its multifarious predications and whereas it is denominated in many ways there are summarily arranged four modes of things that are styled one primarily and essentially but not according to accident for both that which is continuous either simply considered or especially what is so by nature at least and not by contact or by a bond of connection such is one thing and that in a more eminent degree is one thing and prior to these of which the motion is more indivisible and simple rather moreover is unity a thing of this sort and in a more eminent degree is that which is a whole one thing and that which possesses a certain form and species but particularly we look for unity if a thing of this sort subsists by the constitution of nature and not by violent or abnormal means in like manner as whatever things are joined together by glue or by a nail or by a chain are one thing but contains in itself the cause of its own continuity and it is a thing of this kind in respect of its motion being one and indivisible in place and time so that it is evident if anything by the constitution of nature involves a principle of the earliest motion i mean such a principle as is primary that it is the first magnitude as for example i speak of the circular motion of a body for this is the earliest motion therefore in this way are some things one either as what is continuous or entire others however are one of which the definition may be one and things of this sort are such as those of which the intellectual apprehension is one and such as those of which it is indivisible and of which there is an indivisible apprehension of what is indivisible in form or number in number therefore is the singular indivisible but in form that is indivisible which resides in what is an object of knowledge and in scientific knowledge itself wherefore that would be one thing primarily which is the cause of the subsistence of unity in substances therefore no doubt is unity denominated in such many ways as both that which is continuous by the constitution of nature and is an entirety and a singular and that which is universal now all these are one in respect of the indivisibility of the motion of some of them but of the intellectual perception or the definition of others it is requisite however to understand that we should not assume that the same assertions should be made alike in the inquiries both as to what sort of things are styled one and what is the nature of the existence of unity and what is the definition of it for unity is predicated in thus many ways and each of those things will be one in which any one of these modes will be inherent the being or existence of unity however sometimes will be in accordance with one of these and sometimes with another which also is nearer to the name but those are one in regard of capacity just as also 
if it may be expedient to discuss the subject relating to element and cause it would be necessary in the treatment of these matters both to frame distinctions and to assign the definition of the name for fire in one sense is an element and perhaps also with the infinite in itself this is the case or it is something else of the sort and in another sense it is not so for the essence of element is not the same thing with the essence of fire and of element but so far forth as fire is a certain thing and a certain nature so far is it an element but the name signifies that this particular quality is an accident in this because there is something subsisting from this as from a thing that is primarily inherent so also is it in the case of cause and unity and all things of this sort wherefore also the essence or existence of one consists in being indivisible namely in being this certain particular thing and incapable of a separate subsistence either in place or form or in the faculty of thought or in that which is entire and has been made the subject of definition but especially doth the nature or essence of unity consist in being the first measure of every genus and the principal portions of quantity for from this quarter likewise hath it proceeded to other things for measure is that whereby quantity is known but quantity so far forth as it is quantity is known either by unity or by number for every number is known by unity wherefore every quantity so far forth as it is quantity is discoverable by unity and that by which as primary it is known this itself is one wherefore unity is a first principle of number so far forth as it is number and hence also in the case of other things that is denominated a measure whereby as primary each thing is known and the measure of everything is one in length in breadth in depth in gravity in velocity for gravity and velocity are what is common in the case of contraries for in a twofold sense may each of them be taken as for instance gravity is both that which involves any momentum whatsoever and that which possesses a superabundance of momentum and velocity is both that which involves any motion whatever and an excess of motion for likewise is there a certain velocity even of that which is slow and there is a certain gravity of that which is rather light now a measure and first principle in all of these is a sort of unity and a thing that is indivisible since to give an instance in lines also they employ that which measures a foot as a thing that is indivisible for everywhere or in every instance do investigators search for measure as a certain unity and as a thing that is indivisible and this constitutes what is simple either in the quality or in the quantity wheresoever indeed therefore there does not appear to be anything subtracted or added this is the most accurate measure wherefore the measure of number is the most precise of all measures for the monad they have posited as in every way indivisible but in the case of other things they imitate a measure of this sort for from a stadium and a talent and that which is invariably greater would anything that has been both added and taken away rather escape our notice than from that which is less wherefore 
that from which considered as primary a thing does not admit of subsisting according to sense this all men constitute as a measure both of things moist and dry and of gravity and magnitude and they imagine that they then know the quantity of a thing when they happen to know it by means of this measure and therefore also motion do they measure by a simple motion and one which is the most rapid for this involves the very smallest possible duration wherefore in astronomy a unity of this kind is a first principle and a measure for their hypothesis is that the motion of the heavens is equable and that it is of the utmost velocity and in accordance with this astronomers adjust the other motions and in music diasis is adopted as a measure because it constitutes the least perceptible sound and in the case of vocal sounds it is an element of speech that is such and all these things in this way are a certain one not in such a manner as that the one is a thing common to them but in such a way as has been declared a measure is not however invariably one in number but sometimes more than one as for instance two dioceses such as are not understood according to hearing but are contained in the definitions and the vocal sounds by which we measure are more numerous and the diameter of the square likewise is measured by two things and this is the case with the side and with all magnitudes thus therefore is unity a measure of all things because we thereby know those things of which substance consists by making a division of it either according to quantity or according to form and on this account is unity indivisible because the original of everything is that which is indivisible but each thing is not indivisible in the same manner as a foot and the monad but the latter is indivisible in every respect and the former has a tendency towards things that are indivisible according to sense as just now has been remarked for perhaps everything continuous is divisible the measure however is always a thing of a kindred nature for of magnitudes is magnitude the measure and in regard of an individual thing length is a measure of length breadth of breadth of vocal sounds voice is a measure weight a measure of weight a monad of monads for in this way must we receive this assertion but not to the effect that number is a measure of numbers although this ought to be the case if measure in like manner in this case is to be kindred with what is measured but he who entertains this opinion does not think similarly of this instance but just as if one would suppose that monads are a measure of monads but not a monad number however is a multitude of monads and science we pronounce to be the measure of things and sense likewise for this very reason because we attain unto some knowledge through the instrumentality of these since rather are they measured then are they standards of measure but it happens unto us just as if another were measuring us we should know how large we were by reason of the cubital measure being extended over us thus far protagoras however says that man is the measure of all things just as if he should say that one who possesses scientific knowledge or who goes through an act of perception by sense is a measure and that this is so with these because the one possesses sense 
but the other scientific knowledge which we affirm to be measures of those things that are subjects to either one or the other doubtless such persons in their assertion of nothing that is extraordinary appear to say something pertinent to the matter in hand that therefore indeed the being or essence of unity subsists in an eminent degree according to the name which they determine upon as a certain measure and the most important measure of quantity and in the next place of quality this is evident now a measure of this sort will be of one kind if it may be indivisible as far as regards quantity but of another if it be so as regards quality wherefore unity is indivisible either simply or so far forth as it is unity chapter two but as regards substance and nature we must institute an inquiry how they are disposed in like manner as in the doubts mooted in the earlier portions of this work we have taken a review of what unity is and how one ought to take up his opinions respecting the same whether as though this unity were to be considered as a certain substance as both the pythagorics affirm in the first instance and plato subsequently or rather whether some nature is subjected to it and in what manner this ought to be more intelligibly discoursed of and whether rather is it the case that we should look at unity from the point of view that some of the natural philosophers do for of those a certain one says that unity is harmony but another air and a third the infinite now if it is not possible for any of the universals to be substance as has been declared in our disquisitions concerning substance and in those concerning entity nor that this very thing be substance so as to be endued with the capacity of subsisting as a certain one thing separate from plurality for a thing of this kind is what is common but alone may be ranked as a category it is evident if the foregoing be true that neither is unity itself a substance for entity and unity in an eminent degree above other things are predicated universally of all things wherefore neither are genera certain natures and substances capable of a separable subsistence from other things nor does unity admit of being a genus on account of the same causes through which neither does unity or substance admit of being a genus and further in like manner it is expedient that the case stand in regard of all things now unity and entity are predicated in an equal number of ways wherefore since in quantities there is a certain unity and a certain nature and since in like manner both of these reside in quantities it is plain that likewise in general we must investigate what unity is as well as what entity is also as if it were not sufficient to determine that this very thing is the nature of it but unquestionably in colours at least there is the one colour for example white afterwards the rest appear to be produced from this and black but black is a privation of white as darkness also is of light but this is a privation of light wherefore if entities were colours entities would constitute a certain number but of what let me ask without doubt manifestly of colours and unity would be a certain one thing as for example white and in like manner also 
if entities were melodies there would be a number of dioceses however but the substance of them would not be number and unity would be something the substance of which would not be unity but diasis in like manner also in the case of the elements of sounds if all entities were sounds they would constitute the number of the elements and unity would be a vocal element and if entities were right-lined figures they would constitute the number of figures and unity would be a triangle and the same reasoning stands good likewise in the case of the other genera of things wherefore if also in passive properties and in qualities and in quantities and in motion there subsist numbers and a certain one thing in all these unity would be both a number of certain things and it would constitute a certain entity but by no means would this be the substance of that thing and as regards substances the case must needs be the same for in like manner is it in the case of all things that therefore unity in every genus is a sort of nature and that this very thing namely unity is not the nature of anything is evident but as in colours there is one colour to be sought for as unity itself so also in substances is one substance to be sought for as unity itself but that somehow unity and entity are equivalent in their meaning is evident from the fact that unity follows upon the categories in an equal number of ways with entity and yet does not subsist in any of them as for example neither in quiddity nor in quality but it subsists in like manner as entity and from this fact it follows that there is not anything different from man additionally predicated in the predication of one man as neither is entity anything independent of quiddity or quality or quantity and that the being of unity is the same thing as the being of some individual thing chapter three unity however and plurality are opposed in many ways in one of which modes the unity and the multitude are opposed as what is indivisible and what is divisible for that which has been divided or is actually divisible is styled a certain multitude but what is indivisible or that which has not been divided is styled one since therefore the oppositions are fourfold and one of these is expressed according to privation there would subsist what is contrary and neither would they be denominated as contradictions nor as things predicated relatively but unity is predicated from its contrary and thereby made evident viz that which is indivisible from that which is divisible from the fact that multitude and that which is divisible are rather cognizable by sense than that which is indivisible wherefore in the definition the multitude is prior to that which is indivisible by reason of perception by sense there also belong to unity as we have likewise described in our division of contraries sameness and similarity and equality but to multitude belong diversity and dissimilarity and inequality seeing however that sameness is predicated in many ways after one mode also namely according to number subsists that which we denominate occasionally as this and after another mode if a thing be one both in definition and in number 
for instance you are the same with yourself both in form and matter further are those things said to be the same to the primary substance of which there may belong one definition as for instance equal right lines are the same and equal and equal angled quadrangular figures notwithstanding that they are many in number but in these the equality is unity and things are said to be similar if they be not the same simply considered nor without a difference in regard of subject substance but yet may be the same as regards form for example the greater square is similar to a less and so it is with unequal right lines for these are similar no doubt but not the same absolutely and some things are called similar if they possess the same form wherein reside the more and less as properties in generated while the things themselves are neither greater nor less and other things are so styled if there belong to them the same passive condition and such as is one in species as for instance that which is exceedingly white and what is so in a less degree they say that such are similar because the form of them is one and other things are so called if they possess more of sameness than of diversity either considered simply or provided they be more obvious to perception as possessing such for instance tin is more similar to silver than to gold and gold is similar to fire so far forth as it is ruddy and brilliant wherefore it is evident that both diversity and dissimilarity are denominated in many ways and that which is another thing is expressed in opposition to that which is the same wherefore everything in relation to everything is either the same or different but that is said to take place if the matter and the definition be not one wherefore you and your neighbour are different but a third signification of the foregoing is when things subsist as in mathematical entities therefore indeed on this account everything of those as many as are denominated unity and entity are so denominated in reference to everything as different or the same for neither is there any contradiction of sameness wherefore the assertion is not made in the case of non-entities but of all entities the quote, not same close quote, however is predicated of entities for sameness and diversity being constituted by nature an entity and one thing are either one or not one that then which is diversity and that which is sameness are in this way opposed difference however and diversity are something else for it is not requisite that a thing which is diverse and that in reference to or because of which a thing is diverse should be a diverse thing by reason of something common for everything whatsoever in regard of its being an entity is either diverse or the same that however which is different from something is different by something or in some respect so that it is necessary that something wherein they differ should be the same and this something which is thus the same is either genus or species for everything that is different differs either in genus or in species those things differ in genus of which neither the matter is common nor their generation into one another 
for instance take the case of those things of as many as there is another figure of predication but things are different in species of which the genus may be the same and that is called a genus in respect of which both of the things that are different are styled the same according to substance but contraries are things different and contrariety is a certain difference and that we have made this foregoing supposition correctly is evident from induction for all those things that are different their difference is even apparent and not merely so when they are diverse but some things are diverse in genus but others are diverse which belong to the same coordination of predication wherefore also those same things that are contained in the same genus are also involved in the same species now it has been determined in the case of other things what sort of entities are the same or different in the genus chapter four but since it is admissible that things which are different should differ one from another more and less there is likewise a certain greatest difference and i mean by this contrariety and that there does exist this greatest difference is evident from induction for some things that are different in genus do not possess a way one towards another but are distant to a considerable extent and are not things that may be compared together to those things however that differ in species belong generations that take their rise from contraries as from extremes but the last interval is the greatest wherefore also is this the case with that which lies between the contraries but surely this which is the greatest in each genus at any rate is that which is perfect for greatest is that of which there is no excess or superabundancy and finished is that beyond which there is no possibility of assuming anything for the perfect difference involves an end in like manner as other things are called perfect or finished in respect of their involving an end but to the end there is nothing extrinsic for it is the ultimate thing in everything and comprises those things of which it is the end wherefore nothing is extrinsic to the end nor does the perfect require anything of the sort that therefore indeed contrariety constitutes a perfect difference is evident from these statements and whereas contraries are denominated in many ways subsistence in a perfect manner will follow in such a way as that the subsistence also of contraries would be inherent in them now seeing that these things are so it is plain that there is no possibility of one thing involving many contraries for neither could there be anything more ultimate or final than the extreme nor of one interval would there be more than two extremes and in general if contrariety be a difference yet difference is the difference between two things wherefore also this will be the case with the perfect difference it is necessary however that the rest of the definitions also of the contraries be correct for likewise doth the perfect difference evince the greatest amount of difference for of things that differ in genus and in species there is no possibility of assuming anything that is more external for it has been demonstrated that respecting things extrinsic to the genus there subsists not a difference and of these this is the greatest difference and those things that belong to the same genus and involve the greatest difference are contraries 
for the greatest difference of these is the perfect difference and those things that involve the greatest amount of difference in the same recipient are contraries for there is the same matter for the contraries and things that rank under the same potentiality and involve the greatest difference are also contraries for also the science is one concerning one genus of those things in which the perfect difference is the greatest the first or chief contrariety however consists in habit and privation yet not every privation for privation is predicated in many ways but whatsoever such as may be perfect and the other contraries will be denominated according to these some on the one hand in respect of possession and others from action or from being fit subjects for action and on the other hand some in respect of their being recipients and rejections of these or of other contraries now if they are opposed i mean contradiction and privation and contrariety and relations and if of these contradiction is the first and of contradiction there is nothing intermediate but if of contraries this is admissible it is evident that contradiction is not the same thing with contrariety and that privation constitutes a certain contradiction for privation belongs either to what is entirely devoid of a capacity of possessing or to that which even though adapted by nature for possession may yet not actually possess either entirely or in a certain definite manner for we now express this in many ways just as the distinctions have been drawn by us elsewhere wherefore privation is a certain contradiction or a defined impotentiality or one which is conjoined along with what is receptive wherefore of contradiction there is not anything that is intermediate but of a certain privation there is for everything is either equal or not equal but not everything is equal or unequal but only if it be contained in that which is receptive of equality if now there are generations in matter from contraries and these are produced either from form and the habit of the species or from a certain privation of the species and of the form it is evident that every contrariety would constitute a certain privation but not every privation perhaps would constitute contrariety and a cause of this is the following that whatever is a subject of the privation admits of being a subject of privation in many ways for those things from the extremities of which changes are generated these are contraries and this is evident likewise from induction for every contrariety involves a privation of either of the contraries not similarly however is it the case with all things for inequality is a privation of equality but dissimilarity of similarity and vice of virtue but there is the same difference as has been stated for one thing is a subject of privation if it may happen to be deprived of anything but another if it may be so at any time or in any subject as for example would be the case at a certain age either in that which is the principal age or altogether so wherefore of some contraries is there a medium and there is a man who is neither good nor evil but of others there is not a medium 
but a number must needs be either odd or even further do some things involve a definite subject but others do not wherefore it is evident that invariably either of the contraries is denominated according to privation it is sufficient however if there are in existence the primaries and the genera of contraries as for instance unity and plurality are styled such for the rest are referred or reduced to these end of chapter four of book nine recording in memory of mitchell edwards